0: webinar is all about goal setting. And depending on how we progress today in this webinar, we may have a follow up webinar next month. So the topic is quite big, and quite broad, meaning, I want to open the topic into how do we set goals on different areas? What do we look for? what are elements that would make a good goal? And I know some of you or many of you have got a lot of experience with you know, smart goal setting or some other way that you set goals, but let's open the topic in quite a meaningful way on what our clients bring in and how do we help them set goals? And today we look at a good sense of corporate goals business goals, life goals. So we'll expand this topic and make it look more meaty. And of course, link it to some of the core competencies around creating an agreement and how do we help our clients make progress within the goals that they want. And of course, we're gonna look at long-term goals. We're gonna look at goals in the session. Um, and the continuity between sessions of other goal continues. Um, anything else I'm missing? Oh, of course. Yes, I am missing something. I'd love to introduce you to my two colleagues on this panel, Venkat and Benita. They're both. Um, attended master's in coaching webinars for a long time now, always here. Vinkert is a CEO, right? Right, Venkat? I, I think you'll do a better job of introducing yourself which you can in a minute. But Vinkert is quite, um, is quite, is very familiar. has worked for years within corporate goals and business goals. So we'll pick on his wisdom today. Venkat is an MCC, Vanita is an MCC in application, who has years of experience also in working with clients within different contexts and culture. And together with all of you, we will really make today thought-provoking and walk away with some good learnings. Vinkit, anything you want to say to introduce
1: yourself? Thanks, thanks, Indy. It's always a pleasure uh, to be on a webinar with you. And uh, you know, in my MCC journey, you've been my guru. Uh, So, I mean, I've been a, I am a corporate manager. I am I'm in the Tata Group, uh, in one of the Tata companies as a CEO. And uh, you know, I've been passionate about coaching, and that's the reason why I got into it. And uh, Found a lot of value in my own life as well as in corporate uh, to be used to, to use the principles of uh, coaching is something which uh, I have found a lot of value. So I'm happy to be here and share some of my experiences with uh, the audience here today. Hmm.
0: Benita, thank you,
2: Venkat. Thank you, Venkat. Uh, thank you, Cindy, also, and hello to everyone. Um, i've been also from a very different background of, of operational management been to it from 30 years i'm doing working with people in the industry to to meet different business desirable goals achievements operational excellence and coaching is a passion about it that how you facilitate the entire process where people from diversified departments divisions come together to meet a goal So I'm looking forward very excitedly about the contracting and goal setting and different, different small pieces of uh, each session's goal and how it's making the big picture more realistic for the client. Thank you. So coaches,
0: I have a question for all of you or a participational question. I'm sure many of you have your PCC markers somewhere, the updated PCC markers. And to begin with, what are some of the markers that relate to the client's goals? We all know it's core competency three, establishes and maintains agreements. What is the rest of it? What else can you pick up? Please go ahead and put it into the chat box. What are some of the markers that link or relate to your client's session goals. Now, I'm using the word goal. In core competency two, we talk about uh, three, we talk about what does a client want to accomplish in the session. I'm using the common word of goals. You may use any other words that works for you and your clients, like themes, objectives, Whatever language you're using of your clients, that's okay. For the purpose of us learning together, I will use the word "go." Ha! Huh. We have some answers. What are some of the other core competencies? Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, you absolutely. Well done, there. Who is that from? Prasanna. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Coach acts in response to what the client wants to accomplish in the session. What else? Coach partners with the client by supporting the client to choose what happens in the session. Yeah. Okay, so while you are typing that in and picking up all markers that relate to the goal and you yourself can get a very good sense now of how many markers relate to the goal. So it's not just core competency three, right? Like you don't just do this goal setting process and forgotten. You help the client work on it or progress on it throughout the session. So with my, with my um, colleagues, I want to open a question or well, I want to dive into a question with them. There are many times when coaches, coaches in training or colleague coaches, coaches going for credentialing, raise this question. During the, when a company hires you or when a client hires you to, for example, do eight sessions of coaching, two years of coaching, whatever it is, a big long-term goal. And within the space of that goal, you've already defined the goal for the session. Maybe it was um, to work on, the team is working on a particular project and within for that two years or whatever it is, they have defined the goal. They have defined the measures of success for that goal. Then the coaches ask, well, if it's already defined, we already know what the measures of success are. Why is that in every session we need to ask the client, about the goal for that session and about the measures of success, but it's already been done. So what do you think, panelists? What, how would you respond to that? May
2: I first? Yeah, of course. So I will look at this question in this way, Cindy, that uh, coaching agreement or the coaching contract with any organization or any person is about a journey when we say about eight, eight sessions, nine sessions or 12 sessions, we are contracting for a journey. And in that journey at each and every step, we are in dialogue with the client for knowing the progress, for knowing the hurdles and whatever the client will brought in that session in context to that main contract will, be, will become the topic of discussion or exploration for that particular session and to bring the entire focus of the client and that piece either it's a hurdle or it's a challenge or whatever it is it's important that in that 45 60 minutes we bring entire attention of our hopping or our exploration to that goal which is ultimately going to to respond or uh, result in our main contract which we have done and if I will give an example, I, I got lots of clients for successor planning. It's a long term goal. The person is at an X position and being succeeding for something else. So, in all those 12 month journey or 14 month journey, the person brings out lots of competencies which are coming up as a challenge. And each competency itself brings different layers of challenges so each session goal is pertaining to that this is what i felt uh, about the session goals
1: thanks vinita uh, cindy if i can add what i'll do is that uh, uh, you know since there there would be some coaches who are in the very starting part of the journey so let me take a example uh, say for example many people would be in corporate and then link it up to that uh, you know you work on you know you know that there is a corporate projects that you want to do that for example you want to set up something a new business or you want to set up a new factory that's a long term goal so one one could always say that uh, this is what is the goal that we have to achieve however uh, in you know in any meeting any organization you have periodic uh, touch points where you actually uh, you know whether it could be monthly weekly fortnightly whatever frequency you sit together and then say what is it that i should have you know while I have a long-term goal but there is something which I need to do at this particular point of time how much have I progressed against that and that is a, a portion of the larger goal that is one second is also what tends to happen is that while the goal is something which is very large there would be a lot of uh, issues or problems or uh, you know confusion that would come in uh, which is what uh, a particular person wants to resolve and that's what uh, you know, in a corporate uh, environment, you sit and have a meeting. So similar to that, if I link that and bring it to, uh, you know, uh, you know, a coaching kind of a thing, while there could be a long-term plan that this is what I want to transition, it's too big. I mean, uh, you know, obviously you'll have to break it down into smaller milestones and that's what gets covered. So even though the larger goal is known, you still have to re kind of contract. What is it that you want to achieve in this particular session, which will which the client feels will make him or her move towards the larger goal and hence it's important to you know kind of reconfirm or recontract the goal in every session
0: both you and Benita have raised points that relate to the marker which is most insightful meaning the value of the smaller pieces and how they fit into the bigger goal and, and, Vinita raised the point of the client would have more insights or more learnings and awareness. I know I'm not using your words, Vinita. And, and how does the coach then work with those little pieces that becomes the real value for the client? Sorry, how does the client work with that? And it becomes a real value of how the client wants to move forward within the bigger piece. And of course, It it evolves, right? The goal evolves over time, the bigger goal, because the client, by definition of coaching, lots of potential come out of the client, new learnings, insights, and an evolving process. So it seems like coaching is a practical journey and a learning journey. Practical because you've got all these actions and you're doing it and learning because there's so much more going on. So coaches, I'd love to, I mean, participants on the call, I'd love to engage with you in. Venkat alluded to something which raised this question in me. What gets in the way of us achieving our goals? For you as a coach or a participant of this call, what? gets in the way of you achieving your goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a need beliefs, of course. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Lack of commitment, laziness, not being able to focus, biases. Not able to initiate accountability, changing priorities, excellent productivity, lack of consistency, the voice of self-doubt, lack of perseverance, inertia, resource constraints. So, continue coaches, you continue typing and I'll talk. Let's look at this, this, putting out of what you are saying now. When we say in coaching, marker 3.1 on the updated markers, the coach partners with the client to identify what the client wants to accomplish in the session. I'm only picking up one word, identify. What does that mean for you? The coach helps the client, or partners with the client to identify what the client wants from the session. What does that mean for you? What's being identified here? Or from what is the coach partnering with the client to identify the goal? Benita, let's you and I engage in conversation on that. What's going on that we
2: have to partner with the client to help them identify a goal? And Cindy, actually, I'm getting the reference from the chat what the all participants in writing. So, once yes. suppose in a session it has, I'm just picking up the same example uh, the journey of successor planning. I want to be successful. And the next session comes at, uh, that strategy making process is there. I'm having a project, it's a timeline, but I'm not able to concentrate. So, this is the narration comes up in the second session. And now the exploration comes. That what is that meaning that that strategies to be made? You have a fixed timeline. What is that which is holding you? The moment the exploration comes, then it comes that I have other priorities. In the current pre- portfolio, I have to accomplish this. This is something additional. I'm not able to focus on it. And this is like uh, opening up the layers of of that narration. And I consider it as a process of identifying actually what is the trouble.
0: Mm. You know that
2: my successor goal will come after 12 months and right now I have to do this. So there is some delinking you are observing, and you reflect back, and then it's what the client who admits or gives her or his own inputs about it, either he agrees or he gives something more about it, and that is the process of identification. That like what is stopping you, and
1: from the goal, because
0: the client doesn't need to come to the session and be very succinct and clear about the goal, right? They're going to come there and tell you a story, and you're absolutely right. In this story, there's going to be layers and layers and layers that seem to conceal the goal. And as you're exploring, how comes the actual goal? So you're helping to identify in all this narration, as you said, what is it the client wants to focus on for the next 45 or 60 minutes that you're working together? and Venkat, in all your experience with corporates i'm sure that the goal is not worded as easily as we coach as a blanket to be what what do you notice about the way your clients are setting goals
1: see what tends to happen is that uh, you know i one can see two sets of uh, clients who come in uh, you know two sets of people who come in and uh, i am also going to build upon what some of the points that people have said many clients when they start whether it is in a corporate environment or you know a person who comes for coaching many of them start with an externalization they tend to start with uh, you know i succeed but uh, you know my company is not allowing me my boss is not allowing me etc cetera, etc cetera. So it typically, you know, people tend to start with externalizing the problem. And only when you start peeling it out, then the person starts getting to finding that, uh, you know, it is not that the circumstance, which is actually the uh, thing which is coming in the way, something that is very internal to the client, which is what has to be addressed. What is also critical is that, uh, that what is outside us is not under our control. So there's no point in talking about uh, what the rest of the world has to do. What is in our control is what is what I can control. So many a times what happens is that when clients start, clients start with externalizing a problem and hence it's important to keep peeling it off, peeling it off so that if a person is externalizing, they slowly come, come, come and then finally come to internal and then say, this is what is actually coming in my way of being able to go to the next step. So, so the the, the coach actually works quite a lot to make sure that the so-called brown water goes off. And then the the real number of the issue arrived at, and it's something which uh, you know comes through by uh, you know a conversation which kind of helps peel that layers out. There are some clients. Uh, you know, like for example, I saw in the chat box most of the people, uh, you know, they wrote saying that it is their own self-belief, there is their own uh, issues that are there. Uh, there are, there are, there are only some clients who come very clearly with an internal problem. Many clients come with a externalized situation, and then you need to draw them into what is the nub of the issue under the control of the client. So, so, so it's, 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 it's like a
0: Absolutely. I'll take an example of exactly what you're saying, think That was, that I've recently heard, where you know, in current times, people are losing their jobs, or they, you know, starting new businesses or something like that. Well, the example I'm going to use is of somebody getting retrenched. And when this person, this so this person was working the same company for twenty five years, and upon getting retrenched, wanted to look for more work. Of course, had many, 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 many um, priorities to take care of, so wanted to look for more work. And the the issue was around, or has it told a story? It was beginning to emerge that. The person has never had another job except that one. So they had no idea what to do with interviews and how to go for interviews. And so when they told a story, uh, it was layered upon layer. It was not as simple as I got to change. I want to start looking for more work. And I want to have a plan in place today with you so that I can start going for interviews. that it was laid into, I am so worried. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I got all these bills to pay. I can't sleep at night. I'm really not doing well with eating. I don't want to see my friends. It was compounded layer upon layer that as days went by, the story built up in the client's mind. And it was all the worries and concerns and stress. So when the client comes to coaching, the client doesn't go, "Oh, well, you know, what I really want today is a, a plan so that I can start going for interviews and get a new job. Mm-mm. You hear the entire narrative. And in all that, in the exploration of it, we help the client identify what is it they want to work on in the session. Sometimes it may be as quick as five minutes sometimes as long as 20 minutes. Sometimes maybe it will even take an entire session to help them pull out that piece they want to work on. And many of our participants on the call spoke about being focused, specific, you know, the elements of SMART goal setting. Because if it's not specific enough, then the client doesn't, or the client has difficulties in achieving that piece, right? What do you think, Venkat, Venita?
1: See, one of the things that um, I would like to say is that, uh, you know, I'm going to pick on the word that you talked about, smartphones, and then I just want to talk about it. Uh, many a times in uh, here, I'm going to draw the distinction Many a times when we talk about smart goals, most of those are very rational part of the requirement. But most coaching, uh, end of the day, uh, you know, is not only the rational part of it, but there's a lot of emotional part of it. So when it is when we are talking about emotional part, trying to start by saying that you know is this a smart goal, doesn't necessarily work because the smart goal is typically more applicable for a rational kind of a thing. And most problems that coaches come up to and the solutions are in the emotive state. And during the time, we don't feel that and touch that emotive state for making that movement. The shift that is not a true shift, it's a superficial shift.
0: That's beautifully said Venkat, you know, a lovely distinguisher there around emotions and how they impact the goals. Venita, you want to head on anything?
2: Yeah, I uh, totally agree with what Venkat has said, uh, but uh, as a measure of success, uh, I don't know from where this uh, concept of uh, getting smartness with the numbers has come. Being an accountant, I also a person of number, but this is something when you say that, I can sense it, it's bothering me. The procrastination is bothering me. So it becomes a very naturally, the area of concern of the client and it's repeatedly saying, this procrastination is bothering me. So how you're going to, you cannot just jump in and say that, okay, from tomorrow, you are going to make a timetable and you are going to fix it out. If you will fix it, you have achieved. No, this is something. botheration is there. And maybe in that session that he will give you the clues about it, how he's going to identify it. It will become a measure of success. So it's not necessary that you will put a number to it or date to it. Feelings can also wake. And after all, we are working on who part of the client. So. So emotions will come first in that measure of success. Thanks, Vinita. That
0: was, that was really cool, what you just said, um, around how the emotions can get into the way of the goal. So the client got a lot of emotions going on and you don't allow them to speak that through. We're too much in a hurry to set the goal. You'll find that as you continue co- continue coaching, you'll figure out something's missing here. There's something missing. It's like I'm pushing an agenda too much into the goal and the client still wants to tell the story that's quite emotional for them. So coaches, identifying is all about pulling out or helping the client to pick up what that piece that they want to work on in today's session It may be 45 60 minutes, whatever it is that you have, you and the client have agreed upon. And if there are many pieces appearing, and it's okay to tell the client, you know, how would you like to work with this and perhaps in the next session carry it over. But you're picking up a piece and you're helping the client reconfirm it for today's session within maybe a larger goal, or even if it's one soft coaching, you're helping the client identify what is it they would like to accomplish or work on in today's session? Then the next part of setting the goal or the next important piece is the measure of success. How does the coach now partner with the client to help them figure out how, how hard, how do they know in the session they are working on this goal, or what will tell them this session is successful for them, or how do they know they're making progress in today's session? There are different ways of asking this with your clients. So it depends on the language your client is using and how to pull that language into um, asking these markers without using the marker words. Coaches, any questions you have around measures of success? It's all about the how-to. And Venkat raised a good point around emotions, meaning the measures of success doesn't have to be always tangible. You know, what if the client said, you ask them about measures of success, or how do they know, what do they want from today's session? And they say, I just want to feel light. That is a measure of success for the client. I just want to feel light. Then go on coaching day. Clarify or help the client clarify for themselves. But you're asking some exploratory questions around, you know, what is going to tell you today? Or how would you know likeness is showing up? or maybe you can think of better questions, type it on the chat box. Use the client words and help them clarify what do they want, especially when they say an emotion. I want to feel, I just want to feel excited or inspired by the session. Absolutely, thank you, Benita. What will help you feel inspired today? Or well, What are some of the things that needs to show up for you to feel inspired today? Absolutely, Wanda. Sometimes a client just wants to be heard, and they may tell you that. For today's session, I just need to tell you a story, and I need for you to listen to me. It's quite possible the client says that, right? I need to tell you what happened at work. And for today's session, I want you to listen to me." Now you can explore. Okay, they tell the story, what happened at work. And at the end of it, you can still ask them after doing the, what do you want to work on today? After uh, 3.1, you can still check with them. How would you know today's session is successful for you? And the client says, well, as I said, I want you to just listen to me can check with the client and how do I need what is there anything in the way I listen to you or in my listening that tells you the session is going to be successful for you meaning is there any kind of questions I need to check in with you how do I need to show up for you to really get the most value out of me listening to you today what do I need to do as your coach Or what are you hoping, you know, you want me to listen to you. What are you hoping to leave with if I listen to you? So you still can ask some questions there around measures of success because the client can just say, you know, while you are listening or while you are listening to me, I want to feel more clarity. And you can still ask, Okay, what kind of clarity are you looking for? Or on what?
1: What particular thing that you want more clarity on? Cindy, can I add uh, something? Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, on this uh, one of the, I have had certain clients, uh, you know, when you say that, uh, uh, how would you know that, that you got what you wanted? There are some clients who would say that, yeah, you know, I will feel like I get to know. There are some people, some clients who generally simply say that I would know. They would just say, I would know. So then they mean, I would know uh, that knowing is not a rational, uh, you know, it's not the the, the the rational part of saying I would know. It is not knowledge part of it. It is actually the feeling part of it. When they say, I know, it is actually their heart or you know, their emotions tells them that they've now got a new insight or something which can be light or comfortable or something that they've moved ahead. So what would be critical is that when somebody says, I would know, uh, you know it's better to, at that point of time, leave it there and then say, okay, you would know. And then at a later point of time, to touch back and say, uh, you know, how do you feel about it? Uh, you know, you 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 stated that you would know that, uh, uh, you know, you've made a progress. Now, how do you feel about that? So you can always, so many a times the measure of success can be as vague as saying, I would know. So, you know, the important part of it is that a coach has to be sensitive enough to not get into an argumentative situation saying, tell me, how would you know, et cetera, et cetera. But allow that. And then at a later point of time, touch base on the emotive to get that uh, sense of, uh, you know, that insight coming out.
2: I would like to add here, uh, Venkat. Yeah. It's a very, um, it's often happened. The client will say, I will, I would come to know about it. So usually what I used to do, I used to say, well it's okay that uh how will you do that i trust that you will let me know when you will come to know and as you mentioned during the session when you come to know there with their gesture that there is something some awareness is coming some shift is happening so then again the touch base and the knot is there that you got the measure of success so uh, in there itself. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And because you know that sometimes clients get quite frustrated when they say, I will know, and then the coach keeps battling them with how, like to come up with something more tangible. But you're right, because you can coach later on and say, okay, I'll check with you from time to time. If there's any new knowing showing up or something showing up that tells you, ah, now you know. Coaches, any questions you have around that, please type it into the chat box. Yeah, absolutely. Good, Pradeep, that's a good one. The important thing with these two markers is that you partner with a client to ask the marker. Okay, it's important that you ask the marker. If for credentialing, You can't get marker if you don't ask the marker or invite the client into the marker or inquire about the marker. Check it with the client. The client will tell you exactly what they want to and you will have the client using their words to help them clarify or define. The words of that marker is define what would tell them the session is successful or progressive for them. Let's move on to the next one around creating an agreement. And then again, we'll go broader into goal setting around the elements of smart goal setting. The next marker talks about what is important or meaningful to the client in the goal they've just set. It's quite a lovely marker because it goes inside you, right? If something happens inside, when you ask a client, what would it mean for you to put a plan in place to get a new job? What would that mean for you? Now, think about the client's answer. or think about yourself and something you're work, working on and think about, if you ask yourself that question, what would it mean for you if you achieve the thing you want to work on? And you will see a lot of the answers coming out of you is internal. It goes to the wall of the client. It will mean I don't have to stress anymore, I'd sleep better, I'd eat better, I'd have a job, I don't have to worry about finances, goes inside. Benita, I can see a reflected look on your face.
2: <laughs> yeah, I look at this piece of marker as a, as a motivation finder. It's, it's, the answer of this particular question is the driving force. It somewhere connects to the needs of the client also. And it becomes a driving force then. And how close that need is, and which bracket that need is—either it's a survival scheme or anything—it becomes a driving force. So this question, this particular marker, becomes a very uh, powerful turn in bringing the entire uh, client's entire focus in progressing and in working on on it. So that was the reflection coming on on which you caught very beautifully that. It happens the moment we asked about it. What's the meaning of it? It comes up internally, and when it comes internally, it has more power and more force to succeed. So this is what I I got.
1: Cindy, I'll add uh, something on top of that. Uh, I will also share, you know, at the early part of my coaching, uh, you know. I I used to ask this question in a very uh, not in a very masterful manner is to say, why is it important that you are raising it in today's session? And I'll tell you it is, I mean, and Cindy has uh, kind of reprimanded me quite many times and I let Cindy to explain that part of it because it's a very crude way of asking a question on why is it important. I mean, you know, you know, in the early part of the journey, uh, you know, one is so focused on picking the markers. One asks some of these questions even without understanding the relevance of it. So that is that's not the that's not a elegant way of asking. I mean, you may still be right in a sense uh, that it's, it's it's a marker question. The second important part of it is that uh, you know, building on what Vinita said, is that uh, two things actually happen. And the importance of that question is that one. Uh, the client, like we said earlier, may have four or five things with which the client may have come into the session. And as you peel along, then the client starts focusing on one problem statement or one thing that the pers- the client wants from the session. So when you ask this question, it is, it's a very, very good way of reaffirming for the client that this is something which is relevant for them and not something else. So for example, if they're, they started with say four things, and we have kind of come to one of them. And when this question comes in, it, it's a reconfirmation for the client that this is the most important thing that is bothering that person, right? That's one that's the that's the first part. The second thing that typically tends to happen is that uh, that the emote the response most often they're not, uh you know, the measure of success, etc the response may not be very emotive, but this question's response is mostly emotive because it, you know, that importance reaches to some need of the client and hence it's very, very critical for the client. So it also helps the uh, coach to move into the who of the client. Uh, so it's, it's also a very good segue to uh, explore that. So this importance question is important, you know, is, is relevant from both the ways and uh, you know you need not ask the question as you know importance there are multiple ways venith also talked about relevant how do you think it you know if if you achieve this what is it that you would feel like there are many different ways in which the same question could be asked but i think this is one of the most crucial questions in the early part of the uh, agreement setting phase absolutely
0: and coaches be careful that you're not asking the question in a way that client feels the need to justify themselves with a big why in front of it why is this important the client must get the value out of as vinita said the need significance want what is like a priority here for client you're highlighting priority because in that becomes the commitment to work on the goal, the accountability would be higher, progress would be faster and, and more, it would be more. Motivation would be higher and the learning journey would become more meaningful. So, so you know, pay caution to how you ask the question uh, within the client's, yeah, within the client's culture context, how you would ask it. I'm mindful of time. So let's move on to the fourth marker in the agreement, which is around coach partnering with the client on what the client wants to address in the session in order for them to work on this goal or to to, um, achieve this goal. What do they want to address? Of course, I'm saying it my way. But what does the client want to address in the session in order for them to achieve their goal? Other ways of asking it. I'll say a few and then hand over to you, Vinita. What gets in the way? What is getting in the way or standing in the way of this client working on their goal? Remember earlier on, Venita, you picked up procrastination. So I'll, I'll hand over to you. How else could we engage with client on this Waka?
2: Right. Uh, This is again linking to that. When client brings a narration somewhere underneath, he knows or she knows the problem. And this question brings again back the focus from where he wants to start the journey in this session. Is it the procrastination or... uh, It is not a self-driven thing somebody has imposed, do this So from where that value will come and which you want to choose in this session. So let's as example of procrastination, if you choose the procrastination, then what comes in his way, how you think that it is procrastination, what make you think that this is a procrastination or how you are defining this as a procrastination for you. So it brings that point and comes out the area of addressing which client's bringing in in front of you this is how i i see at this piece of conversation
0: Hmm. absolutely what's the barriers how do you know what to do here pick up the client's words and it's also sometimes you know alert yourself do some real active listening here or listen actively to the client's story Why are they telling you about the goal when you ask them what do you want to work on today? Most of the time, what's getting in the way is attached to that. You can hear it. The client tells you one story word, this is what I want. This is getting in the way. It's all attached there. And when you reconfirm to the client, you can also pick up. You know, I heard you say X, Y, and Z, and I'm wondering that's your goal. I've also heard you talk about barriers and challenges. Is that what you're hoping to address in today's session? What else would you like to address? So pick up what you hear, reconfirm it, and expand it. What else would you like to work on today? What else do you think is getting in your way? The same with importance and meaningful. Sometimes a client will already tell it to you. And no need to re-ask the same question that the client has already said. Simply pick it up reconfirm it and expand it. Is there anything else meaningful here for you? And there's many words you could use. You don't need to only say meaningful or importance. And then continue coaching in that direction with relevance to the markers you've already picked up at the beginning of this webinar, meaning, how would you know the client is making progress? All those markers would now come in. And there's a lot of awareness that will begin to flow. That's for another webinar. Today, we are talking more about the agreement and elements of goal setting. We've got a few minutes to go and I'd love to pick up this topic, smart goal setting. Bridget, you and I know you've done this quite a lot, so i
1: will leave that for you, smart, cold city. See, I, I, I mean, I, I, before I get into that, I just wanted to also touch upon that, um, that uh, the, what is it that you need to address, actually? The, uh, you know, what is also uh, that question about getting to know what is coming in the way, uh, is actually the once you hit that, uh, because post this, you are getting into a kind of an exploratory discussion with the client. So, you know, compared to the other uh, markers that, uh, you know, the importance or the matrices, the one which is talking about what is coming in the way is actually the point on which you can elaborate to get into an exploratory phase. You explore with the client and then take it forward. Actually, so it it, it helps you to progress on the uh, on the uh, coaching journey. And second, it it also helps in keeping uh, touching uh, touching back. You know, as you go along in the session to look at you know the point that uh, the client talked about addressing. Has it has there been that shift has taken place or that 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 problem that uh, or the barrier that was coming in the way as that got addressed so you know it, it's actually that point is a very important point because in the next maybe 10 15 20 minutes is the one which actually says whether the client is progressing or not so it's a very very important uh, question of you know of course all the markers are important but that coming at that place is important to take it to the subsequent part of the discussion See, on on the question of, uh, uh, sorry.
0: I was saying, Vink, that's a very valuable point that you raised because if the client addresses what got in the way, then they can move on to achieving their goal, right? And most of the time, most clients would have, I want this goal. I want to achieve that. I want to do that. But they don't explore, go deep enough to figure out what's getting in the way. So when a coach asks them that question, it's a beautiful exploration that goes on with the client that comes up with all sorts of insights and ha-ha moments. And then they feel this inspiration or illumination to move forward to achieving their goal. Wonderful point, Benkert. You were talking about smart goal setting, go ahead.
1: Okay, on the smart goals, uh, you know, there is a classical way of thinking and I, I mean, I have my own way of thinking in a sense that uh, uh, there is nothing called a smart goal is what I would always say, you know, for the client, uh, anything that is bothering the client and what helps the client progress uh, against that, that goal is a smart goal. A lot of times people would say that, you know, you have to define it in this manner, define it in that manner, then it is smart. You know, the, the classical way of saying a smart goal. Uh, I would rather put it, you know, my own personal experience is that, uh, uh, you know, if the client has been able to articulate what that what the client wants in the session and really truly believes and it's important, that goal expressed properly is a smart goal for me. As long as the client is comfortable, for me, that is a smart goal.
0: I Sorry, I hear what
2: support. you're saying. Go, go, go ahead, Benita. I want to support this thought because this is more important. The future is of client and whatever words client is using to articulate that future which he's looking is the smart goal for the session and for the coach also. Sometimes yeah. we we got indulged in making it more smaller, more in a particular fashion. Sometimes it derailed the client's thought and his struggle in it. That time the rephrasing to make it more memorable comes up in the picture.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful, right? I guess that's why the word partnering is there in that uh, core competency on establishes and maintains agreement because coaches, no matter what we are learning, no matter how many different kind of models we learn or different processes on how to do particular pieces for coaching, the priority is exactly what both my colleagues here have said, what the client is bringing to the session and how we engage with them and use all our wisdom and knowledge that we have learned, but how to partner with this client to help them come up with a goal that sits well for them. They are motivated to work on and inspired and work in the session on it quite progressively. So smart would be but smart for the client. And of course, one of the biggest values of working with goals and going below the surface you know your high model to help them figure out what's getting in the way and out come up again to figure out with new figure out new learnings insights on how they can achieve their goal all this helps the client with building new pathways in their thinking feeling and beingness And imagine if it didn't, if that didn't happen. Imagine when the client brings a goal to the session and the coach takes that at face value and just works with the goal. No exploring, no deeper. The client will leave the session with not much achieved except the bits they've already thought about. And then, you know, client will eventually get a bit frustrated. Like, I'm not making any progress in my goals. And then go, coach, and figure out why, what is going on. Go below the surface a bit. 2.4 or 3.4 allows us to do that. What is below the surface? And how can the client, when they work on that piece that's getting in the way, have them achieve their goal? We have reached the end of our time. What I would like to ask you, what value are you taking away from the session? And as you share that, both my colleagues and I will round up on today's session. What value are you taking away? We'd love for you to type it into the chat box.
2: Benita, you want to round up today? Sure. Uh, thank you, it's, uh, I, I was just reading out the chat, there are lots of things and uh, This is the beginning of the session, which we have spoken today, that how the contracting, how the goal. And it is something like that. If you know what's your destination, you are in a position to gather all the resources, which is required to reach a destination. So this particular marker or this approach of opening a coaching session is have that much importance. It's fixing up the destination and rest the process of 45 to 60 minutes comes up, does the things and automatically.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Benita. It was wonderful partnering with you today.
1: you. Sure. Yeah, um, you know, what I would say is that uh, the difficult part as well as the critical part of, an, of a coaching session is actually the first 10, 15, 20 minutes, which is the Setting the agreement, I think uh, a a session is successful uh, unless, of course, you know a coach botches up the rest of it. I I mean, I don't, uh, but uh, you know, this portion is the most critical part of it, and many coaches who are in the journey, uh, you know, in the uh, when they go through the getting credential, they mess up on the first. And actually, the coaching is successful or not is dependent upon how well this is done. If this is done, the battle is almost 60, 80 percent through. That's what I would say. Of course, the the, the you know the importance in making sure that uh, the insight comes in, learning comes in, goals you know there is an action planning, etc., etc., that is there. And uh, one other thing which I would uh, i would also say that uh, Cindy used uh, to tell us when um, uh, she used to listen to our sessions uh, you know in our practice session, she used to say that any assessor the first 15 20 minutes Don't say it is, it is, you know, it, you know it, it's a very very important part to know whether the you know the coach is on the room is. Or not on the room. yes that, that, on was, not that, on that was a
0: mastery. That, that was just for mastery sharing. Not, not for everyone. They get the, you
2: know, we haven't okay. explained that enough. Okay, I, so, I can share up to the PCC level what, what Cindy used to tell us that these 15 <laughs> minutes will it differentiate a normal conversation into a coaching conversation. It makes Absolutely. a lot of sense because this 15 minutes is making this conversation extraordinarily a coaching conversation. I hope it will set Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Just, I'm going to discuss that with you, the piece that Venkat brought up and Benita is sharing next, next month when we meet, where we will continue pulling up from 2.4. What happens in the rest of the session? How we manage progress, move into actions, resources, accountability, and how we support the client post-session. So I will pick up these pieces next week, and we'll have a more robust conversation on that. Thank you all for attending. Lovely being with you. Take
2: care. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you, Venkai. Thanks,
1: Vinita. Thanks, Cindy. Thank, you. Thank you.
2: Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.